L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Hey there, everybody, and welcome to The Short Stuff. I'm Josh, and there's Chuck, and it's Jerry's here. She's just kind of lingering quietly in the background, and this is Short Stuff. And there's Chuck. The hiss went away, yeah, and that means Jerry's gone. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> when she was on, it was hissy, and now it's not hissy. She speaks like a Cobra Commander. I don't know what that means. Yes, you, know you that. do from G.I. Joe. If you watch the <laughs> Never cartoon, watched it. it had a kind of a hissy, about this before. a hissy talk, <laughs> you know? You ever seen a silverfish? <laughs> That's my line. Oh, sorry. Chuck. I thought we were mixing it up. No. Chuck. Uh-huh. Have you ever seen a silverfish? I don't know what a silverfish is. Yes, you do, you liar. Is it from G.I. Joe? <laughs> That's right. He was uh, Cobra Commander's right-hand man, silverfish. It's actually kind of uh, a cool no. I word. have seen, I have seen silverfish, and they. Um, I think a lot of people get freaked out by silverfish, and I don't, and I don't know if I should. Well, I know I shouldn't, but I don't know why people do. I guess I think just because they're weird looking, they're very prehistoric looking, which makes sense because apparently they've been around since the Devonian period for four hundred million years, and they haven't really changed much since then. So I think that it probably is triggers some innate primal part of our evolved brain that is that that came from whatever those ancient silverfish used to eat you know what i'm saying sure i do know that they've remained pretty unchanged largely because they haven't really had to they're i mean i guess they were perfect little beings um and they're very hardy uh, i think they can live six months with just water or just food mm-hmm. i think as long as they have one of those two <clears throat> They're doing fine. Yeah, yeah, which is pretty interesting. But, I mean, that's a long time to go without either one. That's a long time for an insect to live. It is. Um, Yeah, and I didn't see how long they live for in general, but they do seem fairly hardy. But to kind of circle back to what you were saying initially of, you know, whether or not people should be scared of them, you shouldn't. They're actually not at all harmful to people. And the worst they can do is maybe um, degrade some of your old books eat some of your favorite starch collars, nothing really mm-hmm. terribly untoward. And they also um, don't really tend to break out in infestations. And if they do, you've had silverfish a long, long time if you've noticed that you have a silverfish infestation because they reproduce very, very slowly. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I've ever seen more than one Same here. in a place. Yeah, they're like lone wolves, you know? I guess an infestation might creep me out a little bit, yeah. but um, you did mention books, and that's because uh, back in the day, books, well, there are still books, like we just wrote one and are selling a book. That's true. But it is not put together with glues that use animal byproducts. We made darn sure of that. Right. <laughs> Actually, we didn't have to, because that's just the old way of putting books together. And the silverfish eat these things, not because, ooh, I love 
to eat books or uh, even like the paper. It's it's really kind of the starchy, sugary glues and animal proteins used to put the stuff together. Right, exactly. So they're SOL with new books, but, you know, the problem is if you have an antique book collection, it's probably worth some money, and the silverfish love that stuff. But for those of us who don't collect antique books, like we said, you know, um, they love starch that you would, say, spray on, like, a, a collar, and they can inadvertently ruin your clothes. Like, they don't set out to ruin your clothes, but them just kind of sucking on and chewing up that starch can, ha- can harm the fibers uh, as it stands. Um, we should just leave bowls of mashed potatoes yeah, in the attic. Yeah, as a, an offering have, have to a party. an offering to the silverfish <laughs> gods. Should we take a break? Sure. All right. Well, let's take a break and we'll we'll describe these things because we're going to start describing things in 2021. Oh, nice. And we'll be right back. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com. One place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Hey everybody, it's time you heard about Squarespace. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own website. Whether it's an online course or custom merch, Squarespace has you covered. That's right. Courses is a great program. You can start with a professional layout that fits your brand, upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills, and tailor your course with a powerful Fluid Engine editor. That's right. With Fluid Engine, which is a next-generation website design system, by the way, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. That's right. And don't forget the commerce side, because after that, you can charge a one-time fee, or you can even sell a subscription. Yeah. So turn your creativity into income with Squarespace courses. And right now, go to squarespace.com stuff for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code STUFF to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace. So Chuck, yeah, that was a uh, that that dude wrote in to say, hey, um, not all of us can go on the internet and look at pictures of what you're talking about. So please do describe it. That's what you were referencing. Sure. Yeah. You want to talk about what a silverfish looks like? Sure. They're skinny. Yep. Uh, they're pointy uh, in the abdomen region. They got a little round head. Some people say they look like little carrots. Uh, that that mated with a fish because they had these little silvery, tiny gray scales and they kind of shimmer and they kind of wiggle like a fish swimming. Right. And I think that's where they got their name. Plus also, if you look uh, at their tails, they have those like three little kind of pointy 
appendages. Stingers? I guess. Is that what they are? are they they're stingers? not. They look they look stingy, but they're not. But I don't know if they could sting other things that aren't humans. I don't know. But yeah, they definitely don't sting or bite or anything like that. And they don't want to be anywhere near you. So again, you don't need to to be worried about them. But if you if you kind of use your imagination and just kind of connect those three stingers uh, and fill it in a little bit, it looks a lot like a fish's tail. Yeah. You know? Agreed. All the more reason to call them silverfish. And all the more reason to fry them up with some hush puppies Mm -hmm. and tartar sauce. Delicious. And have mushy peas, maybe, if you're from England. Yeah, I guess. Have have a little party. Yep. So um, you're going to find silverfish in places, like we said, that have a high starch content, but also very humid places and at a certain temperature. They they apparently prefer high humidity, like between 75% and 95%. Um, and then temperatures of around 70 to 80 degrees Fahrenheit. So they kind of like it a little tropical, you know what I mean? Yeah, like in the summertime in your basement or crawl space, you might see them. Um, I, th- I think the things that freak me out of those I don't know what they are. They're not crickets, but they are cricket-like and the ones that jump in very unpredictable directions. Wolf spiders? No, they're crickets, huh. sort of. Okay. They, but they leap up in the air, and you never know which way they're going to go. Like, usually a cricket will just leap forward, like in a grasshopper, like they're trying to go somewhere. Right. These things are just a little unhinged. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, I, I read a, a really good description of how silverfish move. They move really, really fast and then stop. And just kind of hang out for a little bit. And then they move again really, really fast. And it's almost like this um, weird kind of disjointed movement from one place to the other. But again, usually when they're moving and they see you, they're trying to get away from you. They're not coming at you. Yeah. And, you know, their reproduction cycle is pretty long. So you're probably not going to see infestations. Right. Um, I think if you do have them, they say you're probably, you probably have too much junk laying around or maybe you've got a bunch of storage and cardboard boxes, which is not a good, for many reasons, not a good way to store things. And uh, they definitely suggest that you store things in plastic bins um, now that we have these sort of modern things available to us with lids, and it's a lot harder for, uh, I mean, it's just a better way to store things, period. Yeah, and one one reason I also saw why it is um, hard to, uh, why it is hard to end up with a silverfish infestation is because, like you were saying, it's a a long reproductive process time, but also silverfish, um, female silverfish only lay about 100 eggs over the course of their lifetime, which seems really low um, as far as insect eggs go, don't you think? It seems like it. Yeah. And I guess they only lay about three or six at a time, and it takes about three to six weeks for them to hatch. So if you see a silverfish, you probably don't have much to worry about. But if you do want to get rid of them, Chuck, what do you do? I mean, surely you have to like tape up your house and like go get a fogger and like get all the furniture out and then it's a real problem right i mean you know me i tend to just leave them alone but uh they do say that you can just vacuum them up (laughs) get rid of your clutter uh reduce the humidity if you can um but i say don't really sweat it so much because there's probably not many of them and if you do have a real infestation you can call a professional right but I mean, yeah. But I don't recommend it. Uh, if you don't have a, a like an antique um, uh, book collection at stake, then yeah, maybe just coexist, right? Yeah, and if you're storing your antique book collection in a cardboard box in your crawl space, <laughs> right. then you don't care about it. Right, exactly. Uh, you got anything else about silverfish? Nothing else. Leave them alone, everybody. 
Uh, and since I said leave them alone, I guess that means that this short stuff is out. Stuff You Should Know is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.